It's so good to see you this morning. Welcome to the first service. I hope you're doing good. I hope you had a good breakfast, some coffee, and that you're wide awake. Can you show me that you're awake today? Hey, wonderful. I'm awake as well, and my name is Claudia. I'm one of the pastors here, just in case you don't know me yet. And it's, it's really, it's a privilege to be here with you this morning. Is anybody here for the very first time? I know I saw some people that I haven't seen in a long time, but anybody for the first time? Amazing. There are some people. Anybody else? Amazing. Welcome to church. It's good to have you. It's really good to have you. Um, the month of, the, of November, um, we have dedicated to a series called Treasure. And we do that every year. We, every year we, we set apart time here in church to talk about treasure, to talk about finances, to talk about the gifts that God has given us. And we take a look into the Bible to find out what God has to say about it. And when we read the Bible, when we actually read the Word of God, we will find out that God has a lot to say about treasure. He has an opinion about how we should deal with what he has entrusted to us. And this is what I will talk about with you today. And, and I have to say, I'm, I'm excited about this series. I'm really excited because there's always something new to learn. There's always something new to find out from the word of God. And that's why I want to encourage you to lean in and to listen and if there's somebody that you like um, or that you agree with, feel free to lift your hand or to shout amen or do something else that, that you would like to do just to show me that, that you're here and, and that, you, that you agree and that you, yeah, that you like what you're hearing. Is that okay for you? Are we cool with that? Amazing. Wonderful. So I would like to pray um, before we start. So Jesus, I thank you so much that, that you are here with us today. And Lord, this time that we have is a time for you to touch our lives, to, to encounter us and, and to speak to us. So Lord, please help us to listen. Please open our hearts to listen to you, to listen to what you have to say today through your word to us. Lord, I want to pray protection and I want to pray blessing and I want to pray peace over us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so today we start the treasure series and I brought some Bible passages I want to look at with you, but the first one is the famous verses, the famous sentences that Jesus spoke in the Sermon of the Mount about treasure. They are found in the Gospel of Matthew and we will look at Matthew um, a lot today just to warn you in advance. So Matthew 6 verses 19 to 21. And there Jesus says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I want to invite all of us today, including myself, to make a heart check, to check our hearts and to think about where our treasure is. Or better, what do we want to do with our treasure? And that's the title of my message this morning, Heart Check. What do you, what, what do you want to do with your treasure? That's the question I want to ask you this morning. I want to ask us 
this morning. And I think in order to answer that question, we first should define what treasure is. Like for me, treasure is not the tithe, for example. The tithe, the 10% of our income, belong to God. God expects us to give the tithe to his house, so the tithe cannot be my treasure because it's not, it's not mine to begin with. Then second, God wants us to have a good life here on earth. So I believe the finances, the energy, and the time that we need to provide for our family also is not our treasure. It's a provision that comes from God. But I believe treasure is everything that, that goes beyond that. And God has given each one of us a treasure. I want to say that right in the beginning. So as we talk about treasure today, let's keep in mind treasure is not the tithe. Treasure is not what you need to provide for your family so you have a good life. But it is anything beyond that, including our time, including our gifts, our talent, our abilities. And each one of us has received one. So let me ask that question again. What do you want to do with your treasure? And I have a Bible passage that can help us to answer that question. It is found in the Gospel of Matthew. I warned you before, we will look at Matthew a lot. And it is uh, Matthew 25, 14 to 30. It's a story that Jesus told his followers. And there is a lot in that story. So let me start here. Jesus said again, The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by a story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion, say proportion, to their ability. You just wanted to check if you're still awake. Okay, let's continue. <clears throat> the servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I, I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount. Now I will give you many more responsibilities that celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man. Harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. And then he ordered, take the money from the servant 
and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken from them. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness, where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's a challenging story, right? I mean, it's, it's not in my list of the top, the top 10 favorite Bible stories, not in my list either. But, but I think the story is important when we talk about treasure and when we want to define what we want to do with our treasure. See, in the story, Jesus talks about a man who entrusts his treasure to his servants and how they deal with it determines the man's reaction. I think it's a plausible story, right? I mean, you don't need to own a business to know what you would do with your employees who work hard and who gain profit and who win new customers while you entrust your business to them. And you also know what you would do to those who don't work at all and who ruin your business. You know what you would do. It's plausible. It makes sense. The story makes sense. But the thing is, it's not just a story. It's not fiction. This is a very real thing. The story is about you and me. The story is about us. Jesus points that out right in the first verse. He says the story is about the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God on earth is the church. And the church is not a building. The church is people. We are the church. This story is about you and me. And the story shows us that Jesus has invested in us. He has entrusted things to us. And it is true. I mean, Jesus, he has given us his spirit. With his spirit, he gave us gifts. And additionally, we have talents. We have abilities. We have time. And we have financial resources. Jesus has invested in us. And he has invested in us in proportion to our abilities. And that means he knows what we are capable of. He knows what we potentially can achieve for him and his kingdom. But the story also shows that there are two different reactions to the entrustment, to the investment that Jesus placed into our life. One reaction is to use what he has given to us to invest in his kingdom, to bring profit and fruit in his kingdom. And the other reaction is to, to not use at all what God has given to you. But the story also reveals what's expected, what's expected from us. The reaction of the master clearly points out that Jesus wants us to use what he has given to us to bring fruit. And it seems like that there is no valid excuse for not using our treasure. I mean, there's so much in that story. We could focus on so many things here. It's so rich. But today I want us to focus on the third servant. You know, the one who didn't use what was given to him. Because I think that when we look at him, we can learn a lot and find answers to the question of what we want to do with our treasure. The first thing that I think is interesting about this guy is that he did what he did. It's interesting that he took the treasure and that he dug a hole and that he hid it in that hole. What I mean is, he lived in the same house 
than the other two. He must have seen how they, how, how they used the treasure, how they put it to work, how they invested, and also how their work paid off and how they made a profit. And even if he didn't have any business skills and no idea what to do, what had been entrusted to him, he could have asked them. He could have asked them for advice, he could have asked them for help, or he simply could have followed their example. And I wonder how churches all over the globe would look like if people would ask for advice when they don't know what to do with their treasure. And I wonder how many Christians could be activated for service if they would look around and see how other people in the church serve. You know, God gave us treasures. God gave us the church. He gave us the church to learn from each other and to follow good examples, the good examples of our brothers and sisters. So when we want to ask the question about how we want to use our treasure, sometimes it is simply good to, to look to the left and then to look to the right and to watch how others use theirs. Now, the, the second thing that is interesting about the third servant is that he is the only one who has to give back the treasure entrusted to him. The other two servants, they neither have to give back what the master had given them, nor have, to, have they to give back the profit. In fact, even more was entrusted to them. And I believe what Jesus wants to point out here is that there are rewards for those who use their treasure well. And yes, God loves us all the same. He loves us all the same, but that doesn't automatically mean that he rewards us all the same. Jesus says in Matthew 16, 27, for the son of man is going to come in his father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward, say reward, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. Don't judge me, okay? That's not my words, it's Jesus' words. I'm just reading it to you. But what Jesus says here is clear. We will be rewarded according to what we do. That doesn't mean that your salvation is at stake. You cannot lose your salvation. But you might lose your reward. The Apostle Paul also talks about that. 1 Corinthians 3 verses um, 11 to 15. There Paul writes, For no one can lay any other foundation than the one who, is, who we already have, Jesus Christ. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials. But on judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. See, we all stand on the foundation of Jesus Christ. We are all saved by grace through faith. But, how we live our life and what we do with our treasure will determine how Jesus will reward us. And I'm sorry to say that, but the fact that God is gracious and that he is forgiving and that he is loving doesn't exclude that he is just in rewarding 
his people. And I think when we want to talk about what do we want to do with our treasure, it is good to keep that in mind. The third thing that is interesting about the third servant is that he is the only one who claims to know the master while his actions show that he doesn't know him at all. In contrast, the other two servants, by their actions, prove that they know whom they serve. And I don't know, have you noticed in that story, the master never instructed his servants to invest the money? He didn't do it. He didn't instruct them. Still two of them knew immediately that this is what they were to do. This is shown by their actions, and this is shown by the account that they give when the master returns. Both of them say, Master, you gave me five slash two bags of silver to invest. And the master is pleased, and he is full of praise about that. So how did they know that the master wanted them to invest the treasure? Well, they lived in the same household with him. They worked alongside him. They saw how he worked. They saw how he invested. They saw how he gained a profit. I mean, the amount of money this Bible story talks about in the original language is a crazy high amount of money. And a crazy high amount of money like this doesn't come from nothing. It comes from hard work. And the servants had seen their master work. And when he entrusted his treasure to them, they just followed his example. And I believe getting to know Jesus and following his example is a good way how we can learn how to use our treasure. Matthew 20, 28 says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus is the Messiah. You know, he came to earth to save humanity and to bring God's kingdom. And he did that by serving. He did that by serving the people around him. He healed the people. He set them free. He restored lives. He taught about God. He equipped his followers to build the church. And at the end, he laid down his life. He died in our place as a ransom. So people could find forgiveness and return to a relationship with the Father and receive real and everlasting life. And I believe that Jesus trusts us enough, us as his followers, that we know him enough to know what to do with our treasure. I believe that he trusts that we are willing to follow his example. I mean, that's, that's one of the main parts of Christianity, the main points, knowing Jesus and following him. So I believe that Jesus trusts that we use time, talents, abilities, gifts, finances to advance his kingdom, to serve one another, to help people to find Jesus so they can find healing and restoration and freedom and purpose and real life. And by the way, there are many Bible passages where Jesus clearly instructs us to do so. So if nothing else, if nothing else, the knowledge about who Jesus is and the example he gave us should help us to determine what we want to do with our treasure. 
You feel challenged? Anybody? Uncomfortable a bit? Welcome to the club. Same here. I feel challenged. I feel a bit uncomfortable. But I'm convinced Jesus didn't tell this story to scare us. I believe he told this story to motivate us. To motivate us to use our treasure well. And to remind us that he will reward our work. And to help us understand that by giving us a treasure, he gives us the awesome opportunity to make him pleased. To please him and to make him want to throw a party for us. Come on. So again, what do you want to do with your treasure? If you are not sure what you want to do, look around. And watch how others use theirs. Ask for advice. Learn from others. And keep in mind that the energy and the work power and the talent, ability, money we invest in the church is never wasted. But it is stored secure in heaven and it builds up and becomes a great reward. And the best way to learn how to use our treasure is to get to know Jesus and to follow his example. Guys, I really have to admit, when I was preparing this message, I really got challenged. God challenged me. And I want to take some steps in the next couple of days and weeks. I really want to do a heart check. I really want to see if I could serve more, if I could give more, if, if I could bring more fruit, invest more, and help more people to find Jesus. I really want to check that. I really want to examine my life. And I'm also willing to make some changes if necessary. And maybe some of you, after hearing this message, would like to join me in that. Maybe you also would like to check your heart. You would like to examine your life and make some changes if necessary. And if, if this is you, if I'm talking to you right now, I would like you to stand to your feet and I would like you to talk to God about it. And I will pray for you. Is there anybody? I see somebody there. Great. Amazing. So Jesus, I thank you. I thank you, God, that you see people, that you see people who want to examine their lives. Jesus, thank you that you give us your word and that in your word, you show us what you want us to do. Thank you, Lord, that your, your, your word is a light to our feet. And thank you, Lord, that as we decide to examine our lives and find out if we can serve you more or give more or, or advance your kingdom more, build your church better than we've done before, Lord, I know that you will help us to do so. I know that you will help us as we, as we go through our lives and see what we are doing with our treasure. Thank you, God, that you are gracious. Thank you, God, <laughs> that you are good and that we don't need to be afraid to examine our life, that we don't need to be afraid that you will punish us. But Lord, as we examine our lives and find out what we want to do in the future, you will cheer us on and you will empower us and you will help us to be better servants of yours. So Lord, I want to pray a blessing over everyone who is standing here. I pray a blessing, Lord, and I pray clarity. I pray that you speak to them. I pray that you help them to know what their next steps are. 
what changes they are to make and how they can serve in your kingdom. And God, I pray for fruit. I pray that there will be a lot of fruit in their lives, that they will see immediate changes, that they will see how your spirit and your power is guiding them and is filling them and is helping them to walk with you and to work with you and to follow your example. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.